Hey, this is John Lee Dumas, the founder and host of Entrepreneurs on Fire. And if you're wanting to learn how to embrace change and navigate through disruption as a leader, then listen to the Leadership is Changing podcast with my good friend, Dennis Giannoutsis. He's prepared to ignite. Welcome to Leadership is Changing. Each week, we and our guests provide information and insights through exploring leading change. This is taking your leadership to another level by finding the balance between executive excellence and personal well-being through stories that inspire real change. It's time to adapt in our fast-moving world when leadership is changing with your host, Dennis Giannoutsas. Hey, welcome to the Leadership is Changing podcast. What we as leaders know to be true is that change is constant. Leaders everywhere confront similar obstacles because people are people, but everywhere you go, leaders are overwhelmed, disrupted, and under pressure. They run from email to email, meeting to meeting. Many leaders are not changing quick enough, which means they run the risk of becoming irrelevant and being left behind. The purpose of the show is taking our listeners' leadership to another level by finding their balance between executive excellence and personal well-being through stories that inspire real change. I believe we don't have enough effective leaders in the world today, and if we can get the leaders to step up and lead change, then they can inspire real change. Hey listeners, it's now time to adapt in our fast-moving world, and I want to welcome you to today's episode. It is a mashup, and I have three wonderful guests that I'll introduce to you very soon. First of all, team, if you haven't already checked out the Facebook group or the LinkedIn page, Leadership is Changing, love to see you come along to those platforms, and feel free to join us and introduce yourself to the different communities on each of those different platforms. Hey, this week I've got three wonderful guests. And episode 28, Deb and Gino, a wonderful friend of mine. And Deb is a leadership consultant and speaker, executive coach and mentor, and is the CEO of Strength Leader. Episode 29, Claire Morgan is a consultant and is a creative business value and wonderful lady as well. And then episode 31, Vernon Sankey. Vernon is a great guy. He's a non-executive director and a chairman of several boards. Now, each three of them have different stories that they share with us, and that's really quite cool. Check out when Deb and Gino talks about Table D and what she shares there with you and I in relation to Table D, but also what she's learned in relation to leadership. So team, I'm going to encourage you once again, take notes, sit back and relax and enjoy this mashup. So that's my background, and that's why I ended up launching my own business, because that piece to me, Dennis, when it came to leadership, a leadership culture, a leadership mentality, that is really the key to business growth and, frankly, everybody reaching their personal potential. Yeah. And um, a lot of people reaching their that potential of themselves, whether it be a leader or something else, they've got a talent, but sometimes they don't always reach that potential or they feel like they can't. And Deb, what, what do you think is one thing that could possibly hold people back? And what is one thing you think they need to do to propel themselves? Oh, I love the question. I think what holds many of us back, I know it was true for me, was that I was so used to doing a, a job or having a role that it was difficult for me to see beyond that role. That I thought what I had always done was what I was meant to always do forever. And you talked earlier about, in our introduction, about pivoting. And that, I think, is something all of us need to be better at doing, is to see our own potential. And I think that's the way through it 
is to start not looking at what we've done, because that's just a history lesson, right? It's really looking at, in what we've done, what were the strengths, the passion, and the purpose that we had behind it? And now, what does the world need today, and how do we use those strengths, passion, and purpose in that gap? Yep. So what you've done in the past is a history lesson if you look back and look at it. So that's a good one. And then it's really about seeing further into the future. And and you're right. I mean, a lot of people, a lot of leaders, they don't actually, they think about the next job and they they don't, where I actually get to think them, get them to think about the next two or three roles because where they're going and what kind of pathway they're on, that'd be really ideal rather than just the next role because the next role will determine the next two or three or where they're going in that pathway. You're so right in what you're saying there about things. And and so, yeah, wonderful. I've got a question here for you, and I've got a few questions, and we're going to go through them together here. And the first the first question is, who is your favorite leader? Now, this person could be alive or from history. Who's your favorite leader and why? Oh, my goodness. I don't like that question. <laughs> <laughs> Can you put an S at the end of leaders? So it's leaders. Because there's so much... You know, there are so many great leaders in history and even contemporary leaders. You know, I'm one of faith, so I would always kind of lean on, you know, the teachings of Jesus, who I felt was one of the the hands-down best leader ever. But beyond that, you know, uh, the CEO I had worked for for, tw- you know, 23 years, Al Berg, just a brilliant leader. But if I had to, if I had to only choose one, Dennis— I really think it would have to be our friend, John Maxwell. And the reason I say John is because in the course of my leadership and in the course of my corporate, and now in the course of being an entrepreneur, you know, for nine years, John has single-handedly been the most influential voice in my ability to move much closer to my own potential as a leader. Yeah, and that voice being there, uh, how has that helped you? I mean, I know you said it's helped you go towards being that entrepreneur and being the best you can be. How has it happened? What 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 have may have been some things he may have said to you to help you along that way? Yeah, great question. You know, one of the teachings that John has, uh, he talks about something called the law of the lid. And the law of the lid says that a leader's potential, the leader himself or herself determines the potential of a team determines the potential of a project getting done effectively. And that in order for us to get better results, in order for us to lead a team to greater results, in order for us to grow a company, in order for us to hit new projects and be creative, that it does require that as leaders, you and I stay in growth mode. And, you know, for many of us, right, we go to school and we think, okay, great, I've graduated, I have now arrived, world, here I am. But the reality is, in leadership, there's no arrival point. We are in the phase of development, if we're really a great leader, we are in development for the rest of our lives. Yeah. Yeah, and and you get—I don't know about you, but I've seen people when we finished uh, high school, school. I know the, in the U.S. and that you call it a little bit different. So your our high school or our college, as we call it, is, I think is your high school, um, mm-hmm. and our university, as we call it, you call it uh, college, yeah. things like that. But um, when people would leave, they would throw their when the three left school, they would throw away their books. Like, oh, I finished yeah. with learning, and I'm like, well, you're only just starting, pal. <laughs> exactly. So, so yeah, life is always throwing things at us to learn, and of course, the law of the lid. It's a it's a great uh, 
analogy, a great teaching that he teaches and shares with us about that. And, and you know, I, I think about it all the time. And you're so right, Deb. I mean, that is whereby that is our responsibility as leaders, right, to right. not only be the best we can be, but also help our teams and our organizations move to new levels. And so, Claire, here, the question I've got here for you is, um, who's your favorite leader? Now, this person could be alive or they could be from history. So who's your favorite leader and why? Nelson Mandela. I guess I was, you know, of that age where we grew up through apartheid and then Nelson Mandela coming through. And I think the compassion that the man showed and demonstrated, having been locked up in jail for numerous years and coming out and uniting a country I think was quite phenomenal. The fact that he was able to leave any bitterness behind and really had a vision for what he wanted South Africa to be and the way he went about it. And I think one of the things that really stuck in my mind the most with Nelson Mandela, I think, was was the Rugby World Cup, I think, 1995, where the All Blacks actually lost to South Africa, which um, is something we as Kiwis hate. But the presence that he showed and his involvement in that game, embracing, I guess, what in South Africa, it was white, elitist sort of sport, but yet he used that as a as a gesture, as a visual cue to help unite that country. And I think it made a massive difference. And I think, you know, those vis- leadership, you know, a lot of it is what we say and all that sort of thing, but those visual cues of, you know, you could say today wearing a mask or not wearing a mask or, you know, coming out and standing on a rugby field, which was totally foreign to him, made a massive difference. So, look, I just think, you know, he certainly inspired me and, you know, I've read a lot of his his book and things like that and it's just amazing what he achieved. Yeah, and I think there's a film out there. I think it's called Invictus, is that right? Invictus, uh, it's an amazing movie. The rugby and it's terrible, but the, the movie. And actually at the end of it, I remember saying to my husband, if we had to lose a game of rugby, this is the one that perhaps was perhaps better for the world, not so good for Kiwis, but better for the world that we lost that game. Yeah, and I think there's some great messaging, as you say, in, the, in that movie um, about what he shared and what he wanted to do. And if you haven't checked that out, listeners, uh, check out that film, Invictus. Great uh, movie around messaging, around leadership. And I think, you know, what Claire's just said there about the his presence and embracing it, but um, having a vision, right? So having a vision for the country, but using the sporting field or the sporting event as a way to actually help the whole country embrace and unite together was fantastic. And uh, yeah. Yeah, I, think, I think it's a great, great option that you've, well, selection you just made there, yeah. So, Vernon, I've got a question here for you, and that is, yeah. who is your favourite leader? Now, this person could be alive or from history, but who is your favourite leader and why? Well, I mean, there are lots, but I'm go- I'm, I, I've selected three. One is Marcus Aurelius. I mean, these, these are not necessarily going to be people you, you would automatically jump to. But Marcus Aurelius was one of, a, one of a great, the last of a great five Roman emperors. Mm-hmm. And he, his uh, meditations are all about uh, stoicism, what's called stoicism. But actually, he was a great reflector. He understood how people worked. He said, you only have power over yourself. You cannot control events. So exactly what we've been saying earlier. You, the only things you can control are your own thoughts, your own understanding right now. If you try and control everything else, you're going to be making a terrible mistake. So focus on yourself and mm-hmm. make sure you control your own thoughts. So he also says that your life depends on the quality of your thoughts. Uh-huh. In other words, if you know you need to be very reflective, understand who you really are as a person, 
And only then will you be able to understand what's happening. And he also said, remember that you live life in the present moment. Yeah. So a lot of his stuff is coming back. And we hear a number of people today talking about these things. And I say to him, that's interesting, because they go back many, many hundreds and thousands of years. And I could trace them back right back to the Vedanta theories of Hinduism. So there's nothing new in this. They understood this. So the second person, I, so Marcus Aurelius is just a, a, a wonderful man. I mean, he, he managed Rome at a time of great difficulty in an extraordinary way. And the Pax Romana, which is the peace of the Romans, he managed to maintain that in times of tremendous turbulence, much worse than we have today, much, much worse. Right? The second would be actually your, your prime minister. I think Jacinda Ardern is a wonderful person. I really do. I think of all the leaders around, she is great, and she understands all the things that, that we talk about. And in particular, I've, I've got a quote from her, which I really like. She says, I really rebel against this idea that politics has to be a place full of ego and where you're constantly focused on scoring hits against each other. Yes, we need a robust democracy, but you can be strong and you can be kind. And that, to me, is precisely what leadership is about. And I have great admiration for her. I, I listen to her, her, her podcasts in, you know, on the uh, Facebook and other things, and she is expressing through her behavior, through what she believes, she is inducing all the things that I think a leader in today's environment should have. Mm. So, you know, I am really pleased that you're, you're from New Zealand. I, I thought you were actually Australian originally, which was a terrible mistake, but Jacinda was the person I chose. And the third one is a chap called the Emperor Gaozu. Yeah, you mm. probably never heard of him. Have you heard of Gaozu? Nope. He started the Han Dynasty. So he, he, the Han Dynasty went from 200 BCE to 200 CE, so 400 years of dynasty. During that time, the Chinese dynasty had the most successful, the most flourishing, the most wealthy, the least war times of all of China. So that's 400 years, and he started it. He was a bit of a rascal in his youth, and he suddenly realized and took responsibility. And he followed the teachings of a person called Lao Tzu, uh -huh. uh, who wrote the Tao Te Ching, very much, a, very much a Zen Buddhist principles, and did a number of radical things. So he, he abolished all laws except three. He, um, and the three that he didn't abolish were, were for murder, robbery, and burglary. Other than that, he, re he reduced taxes. He encouraged freedom of expression. He encouraged, encouraged meritocracy. He supported Confucianism, which is about respect for others, respect for family, respect for society. Um, and during his time, the, the, this very difficult Chinese the Chinese states prospered tremendously. And that plus his following of the principles of Lao Tzu, which is very much what we expound in, in the way, finding peace in turbulent times, that, that is the same. The principles of Zen, which are based on very old principles, even going back to Egyptian times, are very sound. That's what we need. We yes. need them today. So when we say, you know, new leadership, to my mind, new leadership means, for goodness sake, uh, go back to understand the principles of leadership, mm. the principles of behavior, 
who are you really? Nobody takes space. They have no time to say, oh, I don't know who I am. I haven't got time for that. And I say, well, then you haven't got time to be a leader. Right, right. Yeah. Hey, look, that's so great. Those, so are, those, are the, those are the three people. Marcus Aurelius yes. just in. But there are lots, there are lots of I'm wonderful sure people in the world. Yeah. No, great. Thank you for sharing that. Wow. What a huge amount of favorite leaders that these three wonderful speakers have actually shared with me. Three wonderful guests that I had on the Leadership is Changing podcast. I'm going to really encourage you listeners to go back and listen to the full episode of episode 28, Deb and Gina, and Gina, episode 29, Claire Morgan, and episode 31, Vernon Sankey. Each one of them has shared some wonderful insights. And I'd love to get your comments back about, about that actually, team, once you've actually heard those different episodes. Look, feel free to put a review and a rating on these different episodes as well. And on the podcast overall as well, we'd love to see your messages come through, which is great. Hey, once again, if you haven't already checked out the Facebook group or the LinkedIn page, love for you to come along and join us on those different platforms. Look forward to uh, you joining there. That'll be great. Hey, Tim, the other thing too is thanks to those who have reached out to me already who are looking for some help, some strategy, thinking, and some discussions around what you're wanting to do, what goals you might have, what level you want to go to next, how to raise your performance from where it is today to world-class, feel free to send me a message anytime through social media or send me an email on dennis at leadingchangepartners.com. Hey listeners, what we as leaders know to be true is that change is constant. Change is incredibly scary, especially with the unknown and unfamiliar territory. It's time to adapt in our fast-moving world when leadership is changing. Look out for the episodes as they're being published. Download them, have a listen, put a review and a rating. And team, if you've got any feedback for me about the show or if there's a question you have for me to ask my guests as I interview them or a question for the Ask Dennis Freestyle episode, feel free to send me an email, dennis at leadingchangepartners.com. Listeners, it's always great being with you. Thanks for tuning in. Until next time, bye for now. Thank you for listening to this episode of Leadership is Changing with your host, Dennis Giannoutsas. Each week, we and our guests provide information and insights through exploring leading change, inspiring executives and leaders to adapt and lead a bigger game in a fast-moving world.